His voice quivered. My father-in-law died at 12.30 today. I just left the morgue. The caller worked as a security guard in Staten Island. Early the night before, his father-in-law had been walking home from the hospital where he worked and was apparently attacked by muggers. Now his son-in-law was calling a crime victim hotline to ask about crime compensation for his mother-in-law, who still had three children to raise. But the caller couldn't bring himself to discuss the compensation plan. Instead, he needed to talk about the way his relative had looked in the morgue. Quote, They really did a job on him. Broken collarbone, cuts on every part of his body. I hardly recognized him. The death of a homicide victim is never dignified and is almost always unexpected. From the moment they are notified of the tragedy and summoned to the morgue to identify the corpse, the victim's family and friends begin to suffer a grief unique to this kind of violent death. They can often see the wounds, and inexplicably they begin to imagine the pain. The visit to the morgue is so traumatic that the Los Angeles coroner's office uses a closed-circuit television system for a victim's family to view the body. But in most other towns and cities, the body is still pulled out of a drawer or rests on a sturdy metal operating table or on a cart that is wheeled over to the family for identification. As families glimpse the remains of a father, mother, brother, sister, or child, they can see that his or her pain is over. But their pain is just beginning. This morgue visit, which may in itself be a haunting vision for years to come, is just the start of months, perhaps a lifetime, of extended grief and suffering. The families of homicide victims experience a torment that is different in intensity and kind from that known by people whose relatives have died from natural causes. Studies of the families of terminal cancer patients, families who have usually been able to anticipate their loss, show that their responses to the death are divided into seven stages. 1. Rage, anger, and despair immediately after the death. 2. Denial of the death. 3. A temporary postponement of feelings because of practical considerations, like funeral arrangements or by visits from relatives or friends. 4. After the funeral, a sudden return of feelings of emptiness, abandonment, and isolation, with an accompanying need to share anecdotes about the deceased as a way of overcoming shock and grief, and building a gradual acceptance of the death. 5. Resolution of grief. 6. A long period of mourning. 7. An acceptance of the death. The family of a homicide victim usually experiences the first three stages of grief, as do the survivors of terminal cancer patients. The length of time each family member spends at a particular stage will differ, depending on his or her relationship to the victim, as well as each survivor's own emotional makeup, including how separation and loss are handled in general. But for the homicide family, each of those three stages is intensified because of the violence that accompanied the death. It is in the fourth stage, after the funeral, that victims' families begin to differ radically from other mourners. The feelings of abandonment and aloneness are the same, but the shock of murder may perpetuate a denial of the death. Furthermore, the family may feel guilty for having failed to protect the victim from being murdered. And that guilt, however unfounded, may cause them to avoid sharing anecdotes about the life of the victim, reminiscences that may offer strength and comfort. Outsiders may discourage talk about the victim to avoid facing the possibility that they, too, might be as vulnerable or unlucky. Since some of the ways to overcome after-funeral emptiness are closed to the homicide family, 
they often take much longer to reach the final stages of mourning, resolution of grief, and the acceptance of death. Sadly, some never reach these stages. Instead, years later, they are still disturbed by the crime. Their worst fears about the possibility of becoming a victim have been fulfilled, and their own vulnerability to violence and even murder have been reinforced.